Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to Episode 9 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. How well do you know your retail customer? I'm your host, Kathy Cruz, and I'm excited about today's episode. Part of my excitement might come from feeling better. Actually, it does come from feeling better. Last week was a struggle. I'm not used to being sick and it was slowing me down and I had so much to do and it was so frustrating, but I am feeling much better and I'm ready to go. So today I'm genuinely excited about this episode and I think it's because most shopkeepers don't think about this topic and because it comes with access to a free workbook that I offer in the Shopkeepers Academy. So the Shopkeepers Academy, where you'll find that online, is shopkeepersacademy.com. I try to keep things simple. It's in the free resources section, and it's called the Customer Avatar Workbook. Now, to join the Shopkeepers Academy and to get into the free resources, you do have to sign up with an email address, and that also means you're subscribing to my weekly newsletter. And if you're new to me and this podcast, you'll find I don't pressure anyone to join or subscribe. If you feel what I provide is valuable, then sign up. Otherwise, just listen and do what works for you. So before I get started, I do want to talk about today's Shopkeeper Spotlight. And it's on Julie of Heart and Home. She left a podcast review and she said, Whether you are new to the entrepreneurship world or just hitting your 27th year, this podcast is amazing. It is so detailed and with such great insight that you will find yourself listening to each podcast more than once. I am so flattered by that. If anyone listens to this more than one time, I really appreciate it. And Julie signed her review with her name and store's name. And it's so smart. Not only did it help me find her, but it's actually free marketing. Her name is on there. The name of her store is on there. So after receiving the review, of course, I did a little bit of research and I found that Julie has a floral shop and gift shop in Lawrence, Iowa. I want to add that Julie has a beautiful video on the about page of her website that tells her story and her love of flowers. It's so well done that it's inspired me to give you tips on how to accomplish this for your own business. So look for that in the future. But you'll have to visit my show notes to click on the link to watch or go to Heart and Home online. It's H-E-A-R-T-N-H-O-M-E-O-N-L-I-N-E dot com slash about Heart and Home online dot com slash about. So also, if you leave a review, please sign it with your name and shop name so I can give you a shout out and link to your store. I really appreciate it. And Julie, thank you. Thank you for leaving that. And thank you for letting me watch that beautiful video on your website. Okay, let's get started with today's topic. Can you tell I'm excited about this one? I even just clapped. (laughs) So over the past two months, particularly when I've been working with one-on-one clients, I was finding that I kept referring them to this workbook. And I think the reason why is it's really important to know who you're speaking to when you're writing emails, when you're drafting social media posts, when you're writing captions for those posts, or even when it comes to making business decisions and ordering or making products. 
Who your customer is and knowing what they love, what they hate, what they enjoy is extremely important. And I'll be explaining why in this episode. I do find that shopkeepers start with a dream or talent and they have an idea of who their customer is, but they really haven't taken the time to dive into who their ideal customer is. So today's exercise will help you to really nail this down. Now, a customer avatar or ideal customer avatar, I'll call it an ICA probably for the rest of the episode, just to keep it simple. It's also known as an ideal client, a customer profile, a customer persona, and I don't really care what you call it. But I will say most people want to skip this exercise because it does take a little bit of work and some reflection and some focus, but please don't skip it. Understanding exactly who your ICA is, is important to the success of your business. In order to do this, you will need to spend some time writing out details about who you think you're serving by answering a series of questions. And I will cover some of the questions here, but the rest of them are in the workbook. The goal of this exercise is for you to be very clear on who it is that you're serving and what you can do for them. I want you to have this person in your mind and on your heart when you're creating content. And when I say content, it's those things that I mentioned, the emails, social media posts, it even It's even event planning or maybe even blog posts if you have a blog on your website. And if you've listened to other episodes, you probably know by now how passionate I am about blogging. The more you know about your audience, the more likely you'll present them with a message that moves them to action. And that means getting them to come into your store, buying from you online, maybe even to get them to sign up for a workshop or purchase a ticket to an event or just attend event, period. For over 65 years, Doris has been a premier distributor of arts and crafts. Since its beginning, Doris has prided itself on being focused on the independent retailer. Let them be both your DIY source and your resource. Their website features trend reports, small business tools, in-store project ideas, and so much more. To best serve small businesses, Doris offers a low minimum order of just $75, and all orders ship at no additional cost. This is why I'm proud to partner with them and I buy from them. I'm excited to tell you Doris has an exclusive offer just for Savvy Shopkeeper listeners. Use promo code SAVVY25 at checkout for 25% off your order. Offer valid through 1231.19. So visit Doris.com today. That's D-A-R-I-C-E.com to see their amazing product assortment at pricing you won't believe. So let's move on to some of the questions that I have listed. And the first one that I'm sharing with you today is, are they male or female and what do they look like? So let me first say that this isn't meant to be a discriminatory question. It's really meant to get you focused on who shops with you. If you can describe them or their style, really, or what, you know, what they like, then you know exactly who you're speaking to. So, of course, I have examples And the first one is, let's say you're a clothing boutique owner or a jewelry maker even, and your boutique has a particular style, then most likely you're describing your customer's style too, right? So let's say your boutique and your customer style is boho, then you know these things about, about this particular style. Your customer has an eclectic style. They prefer clothing that flows away from the body. They love florals or other nature inspired prints. They look for details like fringe and leather and lace. And uniqueness is more important than polished. They also love dangly earrings and long necklaces. So I don't target the boho lover, so I might not have 
perfected that, but I think you kind of have an idea of what I'm trying to do here is just describe that style. Another example, let's say, is if you own a home decor store and you cater to the person who loves the modern farmhouse style. This example will show you how detailed I want you to get. So bear with me as I give you this description, but this is how much you should be writing um, about your customer or what they love or the style of your store. So modern farmhouse combines the sleek lines of contemporary design with the cozy farmhouse aesthetic to create a uniquely fresh take on the country-inspired style. Modern farmhouse style is known for its warmth and simplicity, characterized by natural textures and materials like wood or galvanized steel. And while cream is still the natural choice for color, paired with neutrals, bright, bold hues can also be used. Natural wood accents are a must-have for any farmhouse-style home, be it wood panels on a wall or exposed beams on the ceiling. Farmhouse-style emphasizes well-used and loved items. Chipping paint that exposes a piece's texture is well-regarded. So I think with all of that, you get the picture here. You want to get very detailed. If you own a clothing store, I want you to dig deep. I, you might know your customer enjoys comfortable and trendy items, but go deeper than that. The purpose of this exercise is to get very clear on who your customer is and what they love. Not only will getting clear keep you focused on your customer, but it, would also, it will also keep you focused when you're buying for your store or making products. Okay, I think you get the picture. Another question in the workbook is, what do they enjoy and what do they do with their free time? So you might be wondering, why is this important? Maybe they enjoy shopping in small local boutiques when they are free, or maybe they enjoy exercising and being outdoors. All of these things are important because if there's a consistent theme with your ideal customer, then this makes great for social media content. Imagine like all the things you can post about or share about if your ICA loves the same thing. So let's say your ideal client is a mom of young children and she enjoys getting out once in a while to have a glass of wine or just enjoy a good meal with friends. Or let's say she's a retired woman who now has time to get out and do something creative because she was a hardworking nurse for 30 years. She was raising a family and she didn't have anything to any time to do the creative things that she really enjoyed doing. So if you see where I'm going here. If your ICA is the young mom, host an event in your store that caters to the girls' night out. And if your ICA is the retired mom with free time, host a creative workshop that teaches her a new skill so that she can have fun during her free time. All right. So that was the second example or the second question that I shared. The third question is, what is their biggest pain point or frustration in life? What keeps them up at night? This one is so good and so important. And the reason is, if they have pain points or frustrations, I want you as a shopkeeper to figure out how to alleviate the pain for your customer. And you might be wondering, like, how the heck can I fix all their problems? I'm not saying that at all. But maybe you can fix one of their problems or one of their pain points. So, of course, I have an example. My sister and I own a home decor boutique. I think most of you know that. We specialize in painted furniture and we sell all of the products To do the painted furniture pieces, we sell those products to our customers. Those are the DIY customers. Those are the people that enjoy working on these projects. But 
We also have a customer who doesn't enjoy DIY at all, or they don't have the time. They're super busy and they don't want to dedicate half a day or hours to a project when they have all of these other things to do. They just rather hand it off. This is where our custom painted services come into play. And of course, it makes sense that if a customer has a problem or an issue and it's something that we can fix, we're going to offer that service. But what this ICA project does is it gives you ideas on how to talk to them all over in all those forms of content that I mentioned. So here are some examples of what doing this type of ICA work, what it can help you with. Number one, obviously, we're addressing the pain point of our customer who loves to have their home nicely decorated, but doesn't have the time to refurbish their furniture or doesn't enjoy DIYing. We are addressing that pain point. But now we can take it a step further. I make sure I talk about this on social media and email marketing. I talk about the customer who drops off their furniture, how we give it a complete makeover based on their design style and preferences. I'm conveying that we do the work for them and they get to take a beautiful and finished piece of furniture home with them. Okay, so doing this ICA work might have you realize that you have more than one ICA and this is completely normal. So we have one for the DIYer and we have one for the person who prefers to have the work done for them. Now, I don't recommend having many, many ICAs, but if you have three to four, it wouldn't be unusual. For instance, if you have a gift shop with a dedicated baby area, you might have an ICA for your general gift shop customer, but you'll also have an ICA for the new mom or the person shopping for the new mom and baby. This does mean that you'll want to complete a workbook for each of your ICAs, but I promise you it won't take hours. I promise. If you decide to tackle the customer avatar workbook and you want to dive in some more, I have another assignment for you. I want you to find a few of your ideal customers and talk to them. Ask them some of the questions in the workbook. Get a really clear picture on how you can help them or what your shop can offer them. Do this without expecting anything in return. This is really market research for you. And if you've never done this before, you might be surprised at what you find out. Remember to listen more than you talk. And I also want you to remember that great marketing is about listening. Now that you know some intimate details about your ICA, I want you to get out there in person or online and talk to them. Help them with their questions. Encourage them when they're frustrated. Make them laugh in social media posts. If you post something that connects emotionally with them, you might even actually get them to cry. Not that I want anyone to cry, but you know what I mean. You're really connecting with your customer. That's the goal here. I truly hope this episode and the workbook help you. I'm curious to find out if it does help you, um, if it helps you create content, if it kind of gets you out of that rut about, I don't know what to post, I don't know what to share, I don't know what else to do. If you find it helpful or if you have another suggestion for the workbook, please DM me on Instagram and let me know. My username is at Savvy Shopkeeper. That concludes this episode. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you'll always find the show notes on my blog, and that's at SavvyShopkeeper.com. And for this particular episode, it's SavvyShopkeeper.com slash episode nine. If you like what you're hearing in these episodes, I, you know, I really, really appreciate your reviews. And of course, like I mentioned at the beginning, leave your name and store name so that I can tag you if I mention you in one of these episodes. 
you know, I love to spread the small business love. And this is one really great and easy way for me to do that. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.